I'm Natalia Lobach, and this is Change Course. The Hive. During the pandemic, for the first time, we started walking every day, which is wonderful. We have a dog, so that is the happiest she's ever been. And we pick up this habit every year again once the spring comes. So we all go together and take a walk as a family. You could probably hear my dog in the background. She's a bit uh, restless today as uh, it is a really lovely day outside. I mention this because I've started to take note of more of the changes in my immediate environment as the days and the seasons progress. And spring is a particularly interesting time, so much changes. I've always been an avid gardener as well, and I have a small garden plot in my backyard um, and really try to get as much yield as I possibly can. One of my favorite things to grow um, is cucumbers, and I also really love to grow zucchini. And I noticed a few years ago that there were honeybees pollinating my zucchini plants. And sometimes when they get trapped, you know, during the evening, they actually crawl into the zucchini flowers for overnight, which I find to be extremely endearing. Now, in our area, I've always noticed a large number of native bees. So bees that are not honeybees. Honeybees come from either Europe or Africa, specifically, and are domesticated So when I started to see honeybees, I started to get a bit curious because honeybees have to live in a hive. So I started looking around and I actually found that we have an urban farm in our neighborhood. It's very small, but still, even though it's several kilometers away, the honeybees were able to find my little garden As we start walking and as the spring progresses, for the first time last year, I noticed a beautiful Japanese cherry tree. And Japanese cherry trees have been bred over many thousands of years to flower and blossom, but they don't produce fruit. And so they are renowned for their beauty We have a beautiful park here in Toronto that has an absolutely stunning stand of Japanese cherry trees on a hill. And when they blossom, it is like, it's impossible to get in there. I mean, everybody goes to see them. They're absolutely beautiful. So when I noticed this beautiful lone cherry tree for the first time, I was absolutely awestruck. I didn't realize that there was one in a park in our neighborhood and so I was marveling at these beautiful blossoms and I walked over 
and then realized as I could hear this hum that the canopy of the blossoms were alive with bees. Bees are social insects. And while they have a hierarchical system in the hive, there's a queen, there are her attendants, male drones plus female worker bees. While they have this hierarchical structure, the way that a hive operates is a complex adaptive system. A complex adaptive system is a system that is complex in that it has a dynamic network of interactions and relationships. But the behavior might not be predictable according to the individual behavior of the components of the system. It is adaptive in that the collective and individual behaviors of the system itself and the individuals in that system self-organize and respond to change through initiation of micro-responses and reactions. So in a hive, there are forager bees and they are going out into the, you know, the area surrounding the hive and their job is to find good locations of nectar and pollen for the bees to bring back to the hive and turn into honey. And so when a forager bee finds an absolutely beautiful Japanese cherry tree that has blossomed literally overnight, they come back and they communicate that information to the hive. And so then the worker bees can go out and collect the pollen and the nectar and bring it back to help the hive make honey. So in organizations, we operate a lot more like a beehive than we think. Even though we have a formal structure, hierarchy, a matrix, a box and line diagram to show us how the organization creates value or is structured to bring about its purpose, the relationships and the connections that happen in an organization where information is currency goes beyond that formal structure and that formal diagram. I'm sure each of you knows somebody in your organization or community who is the person who knows all of the information. I know uh, in my family system, um, we have quite a large extended family and there is one particular aunt who knows all of the information. She is that person in that system. In organizations, it's very much the same. You've also got individuals in the organization who are the ones who know how to get things done. They know how to work that formal and informal system to make 
things work, to get things to happen. And where information is the currency, that is how you can have power in a complex adaptive system. So what is really incredible about thinking of organizations as systems is that it gives us inroads into helping us understand and predict some of the key behaviors that happen around change. And certainly, when we understand that it isn't authoritative relationships and structures that necessarily make change happen, it starts to get a lot more interesting when we're trying to make sustainable change inside a system as opposed to a formal organizational structure. So as I leave you this week, I hope that you'll reflect on the bees and think about how our organizations are more like the hive than they are like a machine. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, I invite you to like, share, rate, and subscribe because it helps others find us. You can find our show notes on our website at www.charthouse.ca, where each episode has a page under the Change Course podcast. So anything that I referenced in today's episode will be posted there so you can find it. While you're visiting us, sign up for the Change Navigator newsletter. You'll get a monthly dispatch of all things change, what we're working on, and our latest research. Our music is Levity by Emily Classic. Change Course is available wherever you listen to podcasts. We also have an accessible version on YouTube with fully edited captions. You can find the link to our YouTube channel in the show notes. Thank you again for listening. And remember, it's never too late to change course.